2020 coming to an end. Wow. Finally. The worst year ever. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it was an awful year. Heart goes out uh, trying to do some charity to help out people. But it was a pretty good year for me financially. And I I feel awful about it, but it's true. It's probably the best year I've ever had financially. (laughs) (laughs) Have you have you done some analysis on why that is? (laughs) Well, I, I make more money than I've ever made. And I'm not going on vacation and I'm not eating out or going to bars. Well, I did a little bit once things opened up over the summer, but that drastically was curtailed. Uh, so, yeah, I just saved a ton of money. I bought a plane ticket a couple of weeks ago and I was like, holy shit, I forgot how much these things cost. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was doing, I was looking at, I, I just paid off my credit card bills today and I was like, shit, I did really well this month. Oh, yeah, $700. I forgot <laughs> that's a thing I used to do all the time. <laughs> so, but as you know, it wasn't perfect. And there's some different things I want to do the next year. So I guess since we're just a few days ahead, what do you have a New Year's resolution, a New Year's financial resolution? Well, or a regular one, whatever. As I uh, as I discussed on some previous podcast, I don't remember which one it was since we're releasing them all out of order now. I uh, well, I asked for the raise for my bosses, and I'm going to yeah. find out about that actually just in a few hours. So that's kind of don't exciting. Don't so yeah, my you, New Year's the, the next episode you're gonna come back all morose and shit. <laughs> I know it's very <laughs> now possible. You're, now you're still filled with hope. <laughs> next turn, right. you're like, we're gonna be doing a series of episodes about finding new jobs, the That's best right. way to do it, and what we're learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, my New Year's resolution is hopefully that I will have gotten this this raise that I asked for, and I can be uh be uh searching for the next chapter of my financial life <laughs> right okay that's a great one so, but that's that's a bullshit resolution you're like my resolution is that i hope that i hope things went well last year that's right that's my <laughs> so, resolution granted i gave yeah it's about as bad as your mom's which i've talked about on the show before which is wait i can't remember which one <laughs> survive until next year <laughs> She says all kinds of things like that, so I couldn't, I couldn't remember yeah. which one it was. Yeah, this was one of the. I think this was maybe like the third or fourth time that I met her, and she just like had this like grin on her face, this shit eating grin. <laughs> Manny fucking boomer. Sounds like something she would say. Yeah, this is someone who grew up with only three things on television. You know, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, that's right. right. That's that's pretty good. So you your resolution is that. But okay, let's say you get, you do get the raise. Then what's what's your resolution going to be? Uh, find a way to spend it. No, just kidding. Right. Uh, like the the resolution is going to be uh, uh, move out of our two bedroom apartment and into a a space that can fit more than two people. Nice. Oh yeah, because I'll be moving in with you guys when I lose my job. Oh Looking yeah. Forward. You're not. No no no. You're not going to lose your job. You're gonna you're gonna retire early, become financially independent, and then and live with you guys and live <laughs> with us me. because it'll save you so much. Yeah, you know. <laughs> When I when I worked, I couldn't live with you guys because I'd need a desk and things. But now that I'm financially independent, I can just live on your couch and I don't have to worry about having a desk or an office or anything. It's perfect because I'm retired. Yeah. Well, no, okay. you sent me you sent me that job posting for uh, for a local job. So oh, yeah, yeah. Could do no, that. that would be so that would be so cool. We have to talk. We're going to do that. That's another future episode is uh, jobs. If you're lazy, but just want to slowly accru- uh, and slowly and steadily accrue wealth. I have, I have two, I have two financial resolutions. One is uh, to stack cash. I'm going off of stocks. I'm going to stop my, my securities purchases, except for my 401k, which will remain. And I'll, and I'll do a 500 a month into a Roth IRA. 
So beyond, I'm going to stop tax advantaged, anything that's not tax advantaged for stocks, and I'm going to build up cash. And I want to buy a trailer, a double wide, in a trailer park and rent it out with a friend of mine. That's our plan. So your so plan, that, your plan is to become a slumlord. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, when I when I used to have a nice little condo, people used to call me a slumlord as a joke, but that's actually my goal. Uh, and uh, I have, we, we've, we've been talking about it and planning it and they're pretty cheap and we think we can have some fun with it. And it's kind of going to be a trial for the two of us working together to see if we want to invest in bigger things together. Because this uh, will be five, six, seven K down from each of us to buy this thing. Just a small, uh, and, just a small investment to begin your, <laughs> your empire. Or, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then we, when we, when we were these old, uh, rich guys who write our autobiographies that no one reads, but we feel like we should have them because we're rich. There are so many of those books, by the way. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, you, yeah. you have to, you must leave a legacy. Okay. People yeah. need to know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, I was the greatest power tool salesman the United States has ever seen. I have a fortune of $300 million and no one has ever fucking heard of me. And these people are all super remarkable, but it's like, I don't know, there's thousands of you in the US. You know, There, there can only be one Jack Welch or one Steve Jobs or whatever. But, but point being, so that's, that's going to be one and there'll be plenty of episodes, I think, about that coming in the future. Maybe we'll do a whole series about the about experience of my house. And your slumlord two, empire on its way. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Just, we'll, we'll bring we'll bring uh, the 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 microphones with us when we show up to the guy's house with baseball bats to kick him out. <laughs> Live. This is what it's like to be a property owner. Yeah, Wayne. It's going to be with Wayne Campbell, the welfare queen, by the way. Oh, really? Wayne, is that who yeah, you're Wayne. going in with? Yeah, yeah. Wayne gets shot. <laughs> and man, if you want a piece, we can we can we can cut you in. You know, okay. if you got three, you know, if you get that raise and you got three or four k, you want to waste. Uh, we'd be happy to help you lose that money. <laughs> only, only if I can bottomless pit. Only if I can be a silent partner. Only if I'm just yeah. capital and no management. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then no, you're not welcome. <laughs> we can afford to buy a trailer without each other. The point is dividing up the work. Uh, and then the second, the second goal is going to be. It's related to this. I want to step it up with the podcast. Uh, start booking guests. And uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say make this profitable or, you know, actually make any money, but maybe break even next year. Yeah, that's wow. the that's the goal. Break even in 2021, booking some guests, getting getting some action going. You know, of all the goals that we just talked about, I think that's the least realistic. I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about my professional experience has led me to believe that it's entirely possible because you're saying it's true that if we do absolutely zero effort to promote the show or to get people on who have audiences, that we will not magically attract an audience. That is completely correct. But the other evidence is that we've done absolutely nothing to promote the show <laughs> and to attract an audience, and the result has been nothing. So I'm, I'm betting, I'm making a small bet that if we bring some people on, uh, their audiences might come to the show. They might find something interesting, or if we put make more of an effort, uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna appear on a podcast, a, f a fairly well known podcast, uh, when I when I come visit California next uh, next week. Maybe with, you know so at some point, maybe it'll be in early January, and I'm gonna drop this. So maybe that'll bring us some uh, some listeners. Awesome. But anyway, those, those are the two goals. So happy New Year. This is Market Liberation Front. Burton Bourne, Henry Hazlitt.
If you're going to be putting together your New Year's resolution, one thing you're going to want to do, no matter what you're doing financially, it will be to save more money. Whatever your financial goal is, you should always want to find ways to save money. Absolutely. Right? That's where that's the 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 blood life of uh financial independence is money in the bank, right? You can't yeah. be financially independent if you have no finances. Now, there's something to be said for increasing some spending so that you can make more money, right? Uh, getting a motorbike so that you can make a bunch of deliveries instead of riding a bike when you're doing uh, Uber Eats. Sure. Thanks, Joshua you know, Sheets. There, yeah, there's times. There's actually there's a there's a great guy. I need to find his name, but he he loves to tweet about how he's doing multiple deliveries at once, and he lives in Chicago, and he makes like forty forty five bucks an hour. You know, uh, he only works at peak times you know, like at 7 or 8 p.m. on weeknights and he works for one or two hours and he makes 40 or 50 bucks an hour delivering food just frantically for two hours <laughs> or riding around on a bed on a Vespa or something. <laughs> that's, that's, and he's funny and he always posts like screenshots of himself. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, so there are times where you want to increase your spending. But as a rule, one of the best ways to achieve financial independence, and perhaps I think more important than trying to increase your income, which can be a crapshoot, as uh, my good uh, my good co-host is about to find out in a uh -huh. few hours. That's uh, right. Very, very risky and emotionally <laughs> damaging. Definitely. Uh, They've definitely yeah. been experiencing all the whole range of risk and emotional damage over the past <laughs> time since I asked, and now that I'm going to have find out the answer did i ever tell you this story about the guy uh who who asked for a raise at my office and ended up leaving the company oh my god i don't i don't know if you did i, I don't know if i want to hear this i mean i guess you can tell me yeah he he did it way worse than you did when i when you were talking about it and strategizing all i was doing was thinking about him he's, like about his guy. his like poor choice yeah he, yeah, and he's he's a good guy, and I like him, uh, but uh, he completely fucked this one up. All right, I'll tell this, and then we'll get in. We'll get into the to the thread that we okay. want to talk about. Um, okay. So he he was a, he was a good employee. He wasn't the best. He was pretty good, and he was kind of moving the way on on up. But he wasn't super productive, and he always had he had these side hustles that people knew about, and they were sort of tolerated. But he wasn't rocking out right. And through his side hustles, he gained a little notoriety, and he re he re he received an offer from a less prestigious company, smaller company and less prestigious, but they offered to double his salary. Ooh. So he what he asked for, and when he got this, he's like, okay, you know, and he he was probably making a little under a hundred k, you know, so they were bringing him up to around two hundred. It, it was a lot of money. He had a he had a kid, and um, and. He, he came to the boss and he said, look, and at the same time, another job that was maybe two or three steps ahead of him, uh, let's say this, there was a job that was two steps ahead of him, it opened up, right? And then there was a job one step ahead of him that's sort of perpetually open. So here's what he says, uh, Jim, to the boss, um, look, I got this offer, but I like working here. Uh, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I want. Either you match the salary and move me one step up where I'm basically doing the same thing, but I get double the pay. Or I stay at the same pay, but you give me this much more prestigious and visible thing that will help with my side hustles. Uh, oh, and he says, what do you wow. think? And he says, and he says, what do you think I should do? And my boss says, I think you should take the job with the other company. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is, that is definitely not how I would have thought to phrase that question. 
<laughs> to say, he thought he hey, had all the leverage. Hey, He's boss, like, I have another offer, and uh, I think you need to pay me more or give me a higher visibility job that will help me with all the work that I do that's not related to my work here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and, and the thing is, he he was good, but he wasn't super productive. Like, when he delivered stuff, he was usually pretty good, but he wasn't super productive, and he kind of had a reputation for, you know, his side hustles and the notoriety he was gaining from them. Uh, so anyway, he took that job, doubled his salary, and that job ended within a year. Ugh. And then he took a job with a sister company, I guess, of ours, in the same building, but at a less prestigious sister company, doing more kind of boring work. And he still has his side hustles, and his his career is going very well for him through the through the side hustles. But now, yeah, but now like, my boss is kind of has. I've heard he's made fun of him, and he's been like, "Oh yeah, I bet that was his dream when he left is to go work for X company, you know, our little sister." It's like, well, well played, well played. Oh, damn! Yeah, yeah that's well, a legend. That's a legendary story at my company. So I hope that definitely hoping to you. hoping that doesn't work out. I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't know. I feel like people kind of hate it when you go in and try and strong arm them with another offer. So I definitely yeah, didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, the only time I asked for anything. Uh, he's like, so what would you do if I didn't give this to you? I was like, I don't know. I guess I would quit and move in with my parents. I don't really have any options. He's like, wow, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I love this place. You know, I don't want to leave, but you know, I kind of want to do these things in life. And he's all right, I'll, you know, we'll talk about it. And it worked out. <laughs> yeah, I was I mean, after this happened to my buddy. Um, yeah, I, yeah, you were you were probably feeling a little wary, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, they didn't ask me like, what would we do if, what would you do if I said no? Uh, I guess I, I think my answer would be like, well, all options are on the table, something like that. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. Anyway. Uh, so there are lots of ways. There. The point of that fun little story is there are lots of ways to make, uh, to find savings for yourself. Right. Biggest thing is housing. We've talked about that. Cooking. How you shop. Go through our archives. There are tons of ways to save money. But one thing I don't think we've discussed. We we may have hinted at it a couple times, and I think it's really underrated. Loopholes. Yeah, I think it. It definitely can save you money. I think it's underrated because it's both not reliable and probably also not a big savings. And I want to be clear about this, that when we say loopholes, what we're going to do here is we're going to go through a a Reddit thread where people explain their favorite quote-unquote loopholes that they were using to, I guess, save money. But whenever I read these, I just think like, oh, like you found a way to scam some business out of like... (laughs) Defraud this business. (laughs) Right. You're basically like... It's all examples like, hey, I found this like kind of small-time way of defrauding a business. (laughs) And when I read them, I'm like, well, like, good for you. Like, it's kind of clever that you figured that out. And like, that's cool. And I do it too i'm not like morally superior to these people but it's also kind of like you know like not, if we I'm all not, screwed businesses out anymore. of money <laughs> right? if we all did this like people couldn't run their businesses so yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's kind no, of my caveat say, to the old oh i found a loophole aspect of this yeah yeah I, I will say it's not like i don't know do you have this in in the u.s where because i don't remember ever having it in the u.s where you scan your fruit yourself and weigh it and then it prints out a sticker that you put on the bag no, they so they do don't we, let do you do that. Yeah, I guess because Americans would just fucking rob them blind, right? <laughs> but you know, or you they're too like they're too stupid to like remember to do it. 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you see, you, you'll see a guy like load up a bag with blueberries, right? And then, uh, and then, and then he clicks like apple, twenty <laughs> percent of the strong. cost. And he's got like three pounds of blueberries Ooh, for five dollars. Cool like, Look at this loophole! Yeah, yeah. I figured out you can yeah, do no, this. Yeah, that's not a loophole. That's just stealing. It's <laughs> just outright thievery. But uh, in this in this Reddit thread, what loophole did you exploit for years before someone found out? I think these are more on the borderline. Where some of these, I'm like, that's thievery. <laughs> and some of them, I'm like, I'm like, damn, dude, that's fucking yeah. I guess you know. Um, and I guess the 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 lesson is not go out and replicate any of these because 90% of them you can't, but more to, to think about your life in that way. Because I think a lot of this, if people just thought slightly more and we'll, we'll share some of the things we've done. Uh, we're really good. We're not innocent here. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're, we're not saying to do this, but to, to train your mind to look out for these kinds of things because you'll find them in your life. And uh, and also some of these are just fucking hilarious. Yeah, so this is the Reddit thread. They're great. <laughs> what loophole dude. did you exploit for years before someone found out? <laughs> so yeah, I think they some they fall into several categories. Uh, one of them, right. one of them is just taking advantage of promotions from companies where they will do something promotional to try and like get people in the door, and if sometimes they like don't think through the all the like ways that their promotion could be used and people find ways to uh, scam them so the top the top comment on this entire thread is this guy saying that he used to live across the street from a casino and there was an app the casino release that when you check into the casino like you're physically there you get points that you can use for free food and drinks and like because his apartment was just across the street from the casino it counted as close enough for him to check in so he just did it all the time and he would just go in there with all of his points from checking in and get free like burgers and fries and drinks and stuff when whenever he wanted this guy is clearly British. I was a broke uni student. Yeah. I would go to the bar and watch sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I I mean, in America, are there apartment buildings across the street from casinos? That doesn't, I don't think that's allowed. Yeah, because they're all just, I mean, maybe in Vegas, I guess, technically. Right? But yeah, yeah. but normally they're just on Indian reservations. Uh, right. So they're in the middle of nowhere. It's a bunch of desert. Yeah. And there's a, <laughs> there's a, a big ass hotel. Uh, I also like the I like the the slightly more dang, adventurous and illegal version of this, where the guy <laughs> says, uh, "Like well, I was living near, attending local uni, barely had enough money to eat." Right, kind of setting up the uh, the mm-hmm. sob story. Uh-huh. Uh, which and I'm not I'm not judging anyone who has to steal food, so don't criticize me for that. But he's clearly justifying it in his mind. This <laughs> act of brazen thievery, uh-huh. right? And, I, and he says it's well known for its tourist industry and casinos. And I had friends who would work in casinos, and they said they have massive employee lunch cafeterias, right? <laughs> and he says all you needed to do was find it and be dressed appropriately to the employer's dress code. Uh, so. <laughs> He, he he says, for almost three years, I had lunch and dinner for free, learning the peak service times and dead zones, even got along with some of the cafeteria workers and custodial crews. I don't know, man. I don't know if I believe this story. That's, why, that's the only reason I'm mocking him. Because if you go in to a casino dressed like a fucking blackjack dealer, every, you know, casinos have cameras everywhere. And if you just roll up dressed like a blackjack dealer every day for three years and walk straight to the... Lo- walk straight to the cafeteria. Do you really think no one's going to notice? I, I don't know if I believe this. 
Well, yeah, okay. Well, and that is that is definitely stealing. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I'm not I'm not here to shame or judge someone because they stole because they were poor or whatever. But there are ways. You know, it's I'm only making fun of it because I don't think this should actually happen. If it did, uh, well, I tip my hat to this gentleman. Well done. Well, uh, <laughs> stealing food is one of the few things I don't feel bad about people stealing. Well, here's the, I love the, the follow-up joke. Plot twist. Everyone in the cafeteria was a poor student. <laughs> <laughs> it's all people scamming each other. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. What, what else is there? All right. So it's easy to just keep rolling down these. So I, I love this one. Again, this is just like, yeah, okay, I guess it's a loophole, but it's also kind of like getting something for free. So in the late 80s, this guy, there's a, there's a system where you could charge a long distance collect call to like another phone number. So right. this person would do this, but they would give the number of a payphone nearby. And so when they called that payphone to authorize the charge, their friend would be there and authorize it. <laughs> yeah, this is also just fraud. It's <laughs> like complete fraud. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of these and a lot of these are just like, well, I moved into a, a building and I never got an electricity bill, so I didn't, you know, I didn't ask any questions. I just didn't, you know, I just ran my heater 24/7. <laughs> <laughs> Or, oh, this is a really good one. I, I don't know. This one's kind of clever. It's like you do the collect call, and for the, the part where you say your name, they would just say something really short, like, Mom, come pick me up at the movie theater. And then she would she would hear that and decline the charge and then just come pick them up. Yeah. Have you, do you remember that famous commercial? Uh, operator, I'd like to make a collect call, please. First name, Bob. Last name is We Auto Baby Eats a Boy. Hello? Collect call for Mr. Bob We Auto Baby Eats a Boy. Sorry, wrong number. Who's that, dear? Bob. They had a baby. It's a boy. Oh. Don't cheat the phone company. Save money the legal way. Call Geico. A 15-minute call could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Yeah, that that episode or well. Okay, we may sound a little discombobulated because we just lost 15 minutes of fucking episode. Oh, audacity, why? I am so, I am so furious. Infuriated. You know, this is, uh, yeah. this is what we get for trying to use free software to record the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, that's another loophole. Use shitty yeah. software and then lose 15 minutes of great riffing. Yeah. Uh, so, that you don't, so that you save you know, a total of $100 a year. We, saved, we saved money, and we saved ourselves from having a complete podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a lovely combination. God uh, yeah, God, yeah, that pissed me off. But, okay, so I love that commercial when I was a kid. I used to laugh about it. It doesn't feel right to be talking about it again. Uh, your dad, he was so cheap, right? He, what did he do with, he would tell you guys not to text? This was back when unlimited texting wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> yeah, so he would... Right. So it was back when uh, like phone calls were more abundant than text messages. So he would he would say, OK, if you need me to pick you up and you're in like a situation where it was like we would be in like a class or something and he had to come pick us up. He was like, just instead of texting me, just like call me and let it pick up and then just hang up. And I'll know that that means that I have to pick you up. <laughs> I have a missed call from you. <laughs> and it, I, didn't, it didn't go to audio, so I don't lose one of my minutes. I would just like, I would just it? never do it. I would just text him anyway. <laughs> do you remember free nights and weekends? 
Dude, all man, I was thinking the other day about all those weird ads with all the sh- different random things they would promote. Like, oh, like 1,300 rollover minutes per month. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. Yeah, or is that another one where, like, you're, it wouldn't count on nights and weekends? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I guess no one was using the cell phones at nights and weekends. So they're like, yeah, we just do it for free then. Doesn't count against it. <laughs> so my dad would call his sister at 9 p.m. or whatever and talk to her for two hours. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or I, because the cell phone was a novelty, they would let me call my friend's house from the cell phone, you know, at, at 8 p.m. or whatever it was. I forget. Yeah, I, mean, I respect, I, you know, I will say, what I like about your dad is, Clearly, you know, you guys grew up in a nice house, so you knew you weren't poor. But at a certain point, you have to be wondering, like, man, are are things kind of precarious around here where we're counting minutes on the amount of text messages we're giving out each month? Mm, No, I sort of like. No, I never wondered that. I just knew it was because he was cheap. (laughs) But I like the idea of if I have children, making them think we're poor. (laughs) Does Dad? Can I go to space camp? No, we're poor. Well, I I mean, honest, like, honestly, honestly, I I feel like I'm glad that they did this because it's like they because of because he was so like conscious of like not giving me or my siblings like any money or just like or wasting money on anything like it definitely gave you an appreciation of like the value of money from a young age even though like they absolutely could have totally spoiled us as kids and they didn't which i'm very grateful for like it's much better to not have been spoiled so yeah i find it inspiring honestly Okay, so this in a way brings me to my next point. Um, what what are the other things I like? I guess the things we talk about is VPNs and then this. So there's not the natural transition of you and I just riffing because we're trying to recreate this fucking conversation. <laughs> but uh, another thing I liked is uh, loopholes that you didn't know. You don't know how you got them, but you're just happy to have them and you don't say anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this one in the thread the guy says he goes he, he moves into an apartment and the gas is there um and uh and he you know he's he's it's not it's unclear to him um how uh how he's gonna get charged or whatever for the gas so he goes to the, the company and visits their office and he's like yeah i'm in unit eight in uh in this building at this address and they're like sir there are only seven units at that building and he just said they said come back on it's friday afternoon come back on monday and we'll get this sorted out and he never comes back He's like, well, I had free gas for three years. That was great. <laughs> Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I, I told the story of how when when I was in college, like the first year of college, you could pay for the TV service in your room. And right. we plugged in our TV and found that we actually had like the premium amount of channels, even though I don't think we paid for any channels at all. And we just like, we just watched, we watched so much of that TV that year. And then the next year we had a different dorm and it was, it was done. Yeah. Hey man, I think, but that, I will say, uh, uh, I bet a lot of people who end up watching that stuff, the premium stuff that or steal it or get it for free. They get kind of hooked on it, and eventually they come back and subscribe. Oh, that's... I bet you there's some value there, right? right. You know, I don't. I, clearly, it didn't happen with you because you get hooked up, right? But um, <laughs> and I, I, we talked about VPNs for like ten minutes. I just I can't do it again. Uh, my TLDR is: it's possible to make 
streaming services think you live somewhere else, and then you can get stuff available in that territory that's not available in yours. And, and okay, uh, and to be fair, like the the VPN costs money. Like you got to pay money to have the the privilege to do this. And yeah, yeah ideally, you know, not, you know, it costs money. To, you need to buy a gun to rob a bank. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's there's there's a morality here. It's not like you're just going in with a marker that you stole from some guy. You're spending money. Yeah, to to defraud this company. Did it, did we tell them about our little VPN scam that we run? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will I'll leave that to you, man. I'm so over it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I mean, even even we have participated in uh, these quote unquote loopholes, such as there's a certain sport that we both like, and uh, they offer. It's very expensive to watch every game in the United States, but they offer a package in Europe where it's like, it's, it costs some money, but it's not that much. And it's like complete, total everything. Like watch any game, like live replay all the time, no matter what. And so the scam is that we share an account and he obviously lives in Europe. So easy. And I can just VPN to the same country that he's in and we can both watch it at the same time. And I am shocked that they haven't caught us and kicked us off by now because like it is if they bothered to look it is fucking obvious that at the same time there's two connections and one of them is from a residential address and one of them is from a vpn server so how they don't like recognize that and kick one of us off i don't know but i don't know in the meantime it's like it's fucking great (laughs) it's so cheap and it's like such a good service for what it costs Right, right. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. I mean, eventually we're going to get caught. You know, I think, as you said before, I don't remember. <laughs> but, uh, until that day comes. Uh, what what other what other schemes you kind of did? You, I don't remember if the of how you how you read. I don't think you guys went into how you read news content for free. No. Well, there's there's one that uh, I think you turned me on to, where I use a student account to. Uh, like when my sister was in college, I used her student account to sign up and I have like a, she's now graduated, but I still have a student account. So I pay a much lower rate for, I still pay, but it's like a student subscription. Right. That's significantly, isn't it like 20% of the cost? Yeah. It's significantly cheaper. So that's kick ass. Uh, and (laughs) the other one is for specifically for the economist, uh, you, you can go to like their, any one of their news stories and they have a paywall up. You can read the first like two paragraphs or whatever. And then they have a paywall, except the full text of the article is in the webpage. It's just blocked by the paywall. So if you know where to look in the code for the webpage, you can just like pull it out and paste it into your own file and just read it, (laughs) which is what I do. Yeah. It's just Text, who gives a shit? <laughs> Actually, I forgot. You told me that one, but I forgot it. And I, re- I mean, the economy, the Economist is a shitty uh, magazine. It, it hasn't been good at, I don't know, since Obama won, basically. True. Uh, you know, before then it was kind of interesting, but toward the end of Bush, it started to suck. But uh, every once in a while, I'm like, ooh, I need to read this. You know, this probably, it's, uh, I'm, I'm doing research about some topic and it's something weird. It's like Yemen, you know, right? Uh, where, where no, where very few people are writing about it, or you know, if the New York Times is doing it, they're like, they're like, what does Yemen's president think about Donald Trump, the authoritarian, you know, uh, or some some awful shit like that? It's like, I used to really like reading the New York Times foreign coverage, and then it just became, uh, it's like Rodrigo Duterte is fighting drugs. 
just like Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) It's just everything is through the lens of Trump, right? Um, But anyway, and uh, yeah, there's that, and then there's the if you haven't figured this one out by now, just give up on life incognito mode so you don't run out of the free page views. Although they're kind of cracking down on that one too. Yeah, they're getting smart about that. Where it's like they only give you one, so every time you want to read a new page, you got to like reopen incognito mode. Oh, even some. I, I, at one point, I don't know if they still do it, but the New Yorker, if you would go there, they would say, hey, we noticed you're reading in incognito mode. Uh, you can't do that. And then they wouldn't let you read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of so those like, okay, now. I guess I'll clear wise. my cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like if you want to play. Uh, but I would say uh, this, I guess this is where we, we were when I figured out that my audio wasn't recording um, is coupons. Mm-hmm. I think coupons are underrated. And that's now, these are a loophole because these guys are like, well, I was, uh, you know, I used to work at McDonald's and I found a book with $3,001 Big Mac coupons uh-huh. and uh, they had no expiration date on them. So, yeah, I've had, uh, you know, I just have, you know, I had a birthday party and I spent $50 on and I had 50 Big Macs for everybody. It's just some dumb shit like <laughs> yeah. that. Where it's like there's some ridiculous giveaway and the guy just goes around and buys every newspaper that has that advertisement on it and saves $30 uh, every time he goes out to eat. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them like that. Or there's a lot of like coupons that don't expire. So like right. someone realized that the local Burger King or whatever had some promotion or Chick-fil-A that didn't expire. And it was on a flyer and he went to the grocery store and grabbed like a stack of the flyers and just used them for weeks and weeks and weeks after that. And eventually <laughs> the, that Chick-fil-A owner went out of business and a new person bought it and said that they wouldn't honor those flyers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I destroyed this business. Tried to destroy the one that came after it, but they—they they, they, those they fucking bastards. I remember, I remember. Do you remember Marie Calendars? They had a if you could print it out, and this was before everyone before color printers were ubiquitous, or you know when I guess maybe with the cost of uh, printer ink, you actually weren't saving that much money. But if you could print out the coupon online, this was maybe like oh six when. That was kind of a bit of a stretch to go online, find a coupon, and print it out. Uh-huh. You would get a free breakfast entree, and it would be like orange juice with a omelet at Marie Callender's. I mean, if which is like a nice sit down restaurant. Uh, I don't I mean, know, man. Nice, I went. You know, it's kind of like a chili. I went. Yeah, I mean, I went right. to one, and I was yeah. not good. Yeah. No, I mean, but at the point is, it's not, it's not like McDonald's. You know, it's a sit down. You're going to spend at you know inflation adjusted, you know, fifteen bucks on your entree or whatever. Right. But it was a free entree. And this thing went for four months and they, and so we would go there once a week, you know, on Fridays when school started an hour later and just go and have free breakfast. And they're like, oh, there's only one per table. And we're like, fine, put us all at different tables. Such <laughs> 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 <God. laughs> assholes. Okay, here's a, here's a great one from the Reddit thread. This is just like, I don't know. Again, it's just like kind of stealing from companies. This guy... They realized that they the time clock system at Kmart where they worked rounded to the nearest half hour. So he clocked in uh no, quarter hour. So he clocked in eight minutes early and clocked out eight minutes late okay. from the end and got paid for an extra thirty minutes of work. <laughs> and he's like, By exploring this, I was paid two and a half hours of overtime a week. Cumulative during my time there, this added up to six and a half weeks of extra pay. I wasn't caught though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, whatever. I mean, the 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 baller version of that is just being there during that time, but not working. That's I think what I don't know. Ninety nine. Just like standing <laughs> around a, for those eight minutes. Yeah. Here, here's a loophole for you. When you're supposed to be working, just fuck around on Reddit <laughs> and look up thread. Look up threads. That's a good loophole. You can get paid for doing nothing but reading threads on Reddit. <laughs> okay, this cool is loophole. this was my favorite one because it was so insane. And I don't think this is probably the one that I think is most defensible from a moral standpoint. Okay. <laughs> I paid $300 a month to park in a really pimped out van in a heated garage in Boston. If you parked front in, no one could see you. Found a spot near a, an electrical outlet and ran a line into the van. Paid $10 for monthly gym access to a place that was open 24 hours. So I had all the hot showers I wanted. Served at a nearby restaurant. So I ate most of my meals for like He worked at a nearby restaurant. So I ate most of my meals for free. Watched TV on my laptop with the free Wi-Fi from the coffee shop above me. <laughs> Literally lived in down Bo- downtown Boston for $310 a month. <laughs> that one is the best one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you're willing to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I Well, I love how that one, he just sequences like, like five of these different things together into like one beautiful like saving of money. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is another great one uh work gives me employees a five percent discount on all purchases uh including ten percent on store products gift cards or store products mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh that reminds me dude i just did one of these so my mom uh my mom my mother-in-law my wife's mom works at a grocery store and she's like she's super into deals and she told my wife okay if you go on this day they're selling gift cards like if you buy a hundred dollar gift card it's only 89.95 to buy it so on our lunch break we just strolled over there and bought four of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah why not you know why not we've been using them ever since so it's like prepay for your groceries but you get 10 percent off of 400 dollars worth of groceries it's fucking awesome one of the um one of the uh, clearly defrauding a company ones, and I don't think it's from this thread, but it's something I remember reading is um, bef- like in, I think Southwest airlines, they don't have Wi-Fi on their planes. So if you, and, and they don't have assigned seating, right? Uh-huh. So if you, if you uh, buy something and use a credit card, but let's say it's like a cash only card and it's out of money, they'll never know it was you. And when you land, it won't go through. Oh man. <laughs> That's like clear fraud. That's definitely fraud. <laughs> <laughs> like, haha, gotcha. Such a good loophole. Okay, I'm just yeah, looking oh, through these. Okay, they're they're okay, just all just fucking stealing. Right. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay here's, here's one that's not stealing. This is just a company that fucked up. It's when you go to a food bar and you get <laughs> the one thing that's really expensive and it's more. Because it's a, if you're going to a food bar, right, and you're getting a bunch of vegetables with your food or noodles, you're an idiot. Right. But this guy says that Whole Foods used to have an $8 per pound uh, breakfast bar. And he says, cooked bacon weighs almost nothing. I would get a pound of cooked bacon for $8 and it lasted a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's like, yeah, I guess if you go, yeah. Or he says, back when Kroger had a salad bar, pepperoni slices were two fifty a pound versus the packages that were seven fifty a pound. <laughs> so you just like, you're like this is my salad. You beat the company. <laughs> Yeah, it's like you guys are really gonna give it to me for this okay that's fine sure 
Okay, here's this is yeah. a, this is a good one. My first credit card ever when I was 18, a long time ago, opened a bank account and they sent me a credit card. I used it for just shy of two years. All kinds of stuff. My first apartment was baller. Who can put apartments on credit cards? It must have been a long time ago. Never got a bill. <laughs> Never got a bill. All I the shit my, that he I put, bought. I put my apartment on a credit card. Really? The one I'm living in now. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's a regular apartment. It's not an Airbnb or anything. Dude. Well, I saw I saw okay, a credit would... card machine in the in the in the office of the lease people, whatever you call mm-hmm. them, the broker, and I and I was gonna pay in cash, and I looked at it, I was like, is that a credit card machine? I was like, can I pay in credit card? They're like, yeah, whatever, we don't give a shit. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> well, okay, Which, over I... the course of four months, is like one hundred fifty bucks cash yeah. back. <laughs> well, I, I should clarify, my complex, they will take a credit card, but they charge they charge you the credit card fee basically. So it's. It's a loser right, right. for you. It's really worth it. Yeah, you lose like 0.9% or whatever on it. Right, right. Sorry, sorry. Continue. So yeah, this So this guy never got his bill for the credit card. Yeah, so he He just he just destroyed some other guy with the same name who <laughs> has like wrecked credit because of him and has no idea. <laughs> he went to the bank one day to do a deposit and asked when my new card was coming. The old one was about to expire and they said, "What credit card? You aren't supposed to have this." <laughs> Tens of thousands of dollars easily all for free. And then the, the top oh, reply is, uh, have you checked your credit score by chance? <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, Did he respond when he asked him if he checked his credit score? Yeah. Or is that the end of this? He said it was 25 plus years ago. Well, no wonder. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> A lot of these people are saying that they would buy books on Amazon with a debit card with no money and then turn the Wi-Fi on their Amazon off uh, <laughs> so that they couldn't retract the purchase once it realized. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I saw one like I that like on you, here. You get banned from Amazon doing that. I saw one on here for like for buying for like the laundry machine or something. It's like if you pull the card out at just the right moment, like it doesn't charge your yeah. card, but it runs. Yeah. It's like, oh. Well, I think, okay, so we should... We've, we've been going for a while. Maybe we should go down some of the other things that we do. Okay. Um, uh, because that reminded me. When I was like five, I would go up to the candy machines that you put a quarter in, and I would always just wiggle the handle that you like twist the quarter in. And I would say about 10% of the time, uh, something would come out. I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, it would be like a gumball or like a few pieces of candy or whatever. Just because, like, these were mechanical and these were not very precise. You know, uh-huh. it's not exactly precision engineering. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if you just wiggle it and shake it, sometimes you get a little candy coming out of there. It's kind of nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I um, at one of my jobs, we had newspaper subscriptions, and we had a photo with like eight different newspapers that they subscribed to. And I just took a photo of the the piece of paper that was taped to the wall. And for about eight years afterward, I was using that to read a bunch of quality newspapers for free. <laughs> They recently changed it after I think after I think seven years they finally changed the passwords or they ended those subscriptions. <laughs> well, I I mean I could probably talk at length about like how much shit I torrented as a kid. Like I was pretty technically right. savvy kid, so I mean I torrented all kinds yeah. of like TV shows, video yeah, games, but, but, yeah, software, like, outright crap. Yeah, outright theft. definitely theft. <laughs> like not not like a cool loophole. Like definitely just like stealing yeah, yeah, yeah. from people who worked hard to make that stuff <laughs> i had a i had a high school teacher who taught at a community college and he had an id for the community college but it didn't say teacher on it and so he's this like 50 year old man and he would go to the movies and be like student discount oh, please <laughs> <laughs> and that inspired me because 
my um my uh my my uh my college ID from ten years the photo of me is ten years old. Uh, but it doesn't have a, a number. It doesn't have a date on it. My ID, because they don't know how long you're going to stay in college for, and they don't want to give you a new one. You just have one forever unless you lose it. Uh-huh. So I still, I still keep my. I've never actually used it. Oh. I always forget. But <laughs> it's I'm, not a moral I'm waiting decision. For the moment to test it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, is this even you? Like, you, you clearly can't grow a beard in this photo. <laughs> like, well, but I, I look forward to one day trying it out. Okay, here's a good one. So when I was in college, I. My friend, I had a friend who loved to do shit like this. So one of the schemes that he would run was you had to pay some big amount of money to park, um, park your car, like for the whole semester or whatever. It's like several, it's like $300 for the semester or whatever. But what he would do is he would park his car there and not pay. And then he would get about one ticket a semester and the ticket is like 125 dollars so you would just pay the wow. ticket and park there the whole time and save like 200 bucks on parking <laughs> just by owning the <laughs> you know i uh here's here's a scam never pay your ticket in a foreign country oh, i think i owe the french hundreds and hundreds of euros i got like two speeding tickets there and i you know what? I didn't pay and I haven't had any trouble. So I'm sure I'm going to get arrested next time I land at Charles de Gaulle. But for now, all good. Wow. What is like a, what is like a French traffic stop like? No, I mean, I got, they tagged me for speeding on the freeway oh. with, a, with a traffic cam. Oh, okay. Man. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know that they had those. Uh, and I was just like booking it. I was driving from Normandy to, um, uh, now I'm going to say it the American way because my French pronunciation is Mont Saint Michel. That's pretty good. You know that, yeah, yeah. And I, I booked it. I was doing like buck twenty the whole way. <laughs> and my companion was sleeping. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember that trip because I feel I like that's like a up. pretty gonna, that's like a pretty easy ticket to not pay. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I think it happened right like two weeks before the pandemic started, and I just never received it in the mail. They said oh, the, the rental company was like, "You got a ticket. They're going to mail it to you." We sent them your address, and I never got it. So, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to call them and try to track down no. this like ticket. No, uh, if they had sent it to me and it was reasonable, I probably would have paid it just so I don't have to worry. But here's a great here's a great loophole. Um, I my companion for the weekend. I picked her up from her apartment in Paris, and it was Paris at like 4 p.m. in the afternoon, right? And uh, and she has a beer in her hand, right? And she's like, oh, I'm just going to drink this on the drive there. I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. And and the traffic is completely snarled and they're doing construction and there's like four lanes and they're all merging together. And it's like a roundabout that leads into uh, two highway entrances within the out, you know, sort of on the outskirts of the city. And it's just absolute chaos. And I'm afraid I'm going to crash and I'm getting all stressed out. She's like, relax. You take life too seriously. Just enjoy yourself. Sitting there drinking a beer and just staring at me. And I'm like, I just wanted to like, get out of the fucking car. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't you, see how that's a loophole, but okay. You know, I, was, I was, was right into that story. I remember a few months later, she was like, she was like, yeah, that was the first time I realized, you know, you kind of have a bit of a temper sometimes, you know, she's like, you know, like an angry person, but if you're really stressed out, you can be a little testy. And I was like, she was like, 
I was like, yeah, you were just sitting there drinking a fucking beer. Like, <laughs> imagine if you're driving a stick shift and it's like you're you're on, you're going downhill in a stick shift, but entering a roundabout with construction everywhere, and all these people are screaming at you in French. <laughs> you're just trying to get out of the city before you know your four hour drive or your three hour drive to Normandy. And she's like, yeah, I didn't really think about it. <laughs> well, I think like there's 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 definitely like a special type of interaction that you have with, uh, you know, with someone of the opposite sex where one of you is driving and the other one is navigating. It really reveals a lot about a relationship. Like I was once riding in the car with with a couple and while they were driving and they were like they were getting pretty like pretty tense with each other over <laughs> over. I don't even remember just like directions or something. And I kind of, I was with my wife in the car and I kind of looked over at her and I was like, kind of glad we're not like this when we're driving. Keep it pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, she's like, what are you talking about? You're such a dick when you're driving. You're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a thing. Okay. All right. All right. Well, the last, the last, here's my last loophole. Okay. And I didn't actually take advantage of it, but I realized you could have. And I Googled it, and apparently a lot of people do it. I was on a cruise ship, right? And uh, everything on a cruise ship, you have, like, one card. And you just right. swipe it, and then they charge your account. And then at the end, you get a credit card bill, right? right? Uh, and that includes when you go to the casino. So you can go to the casino um, and put your credit card or put your card in, take out $400 and put it into a slot machine. And before you even pull a single lever, you press the print button, and then you get a receipt for $400 and then you walk over to the cage and they either give you $400 in chips or 400 in cash. Uh-huh. Now, if you have a credit card that gives you points back, yes, you can just, you can just charge yourself a thousand dollars, play a hand of blackjack and be like, okay, I'm done. I, I changed my mind. And then you will be charged that and you can just hold the cash. Oh, God. That is such a apparently scam. it's a thing that people do. Uh, I was just like, I was like, no, they have to know. I don't want to lose. Like, I don't want to get, you know, banned from my credit card company. I was, I, was, I pussied out. But uh, yeah, apparently that's something that you can get away with. And a lot of people do. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Well, with I feel like we've given people a lot of either uh, good ideas or things that they should know about, but probably not do. <laughs> yeah. Or they should feel really awful. Yeah, feel guilty about <laughs> Yeah, but um, anyway, I uh, hope that inspires you to get into some loopholes. If you have a good loophole story, marketliberationfront at gmail.com. Subscribe and rate the show, please. <laughs>